We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'll never call off fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey, double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hop Hall of Fame for dirt, we love you with a deep reverence. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Hi, I'm Kyrie Irving. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the Mavs Step, Step Back, Back Podcast. Waiting on my fall off. I'll never call off. Fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey. Double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hall of Fame for dirt. We love you with a deep reverence. Bad court nasty. I wonder who gon' check him. Cuban did his thing when he went and got number 11. I still got his picture on my wall at 707. Feel synonymous with Kyrie, how we both train with aggression. Competition obsolete. Trying to breathe life into my dreams. I'm so tired of sleep. Still got some work from last season that was incomplete. So hungry for redemption. Thank my boys, that's my overheat. Like Luca with his three of them hit. My mic is prone to overheat. I pride myself the most. I'm 22 and my folks proud of me. I took the heart away since I was 10. Was no surprise to me. A step back mass blowing up was no surprise to me. And I'm speaking honestly. Seven. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. Uh, if you're tuning in and listening on YouTube today, uh, you'll have to excuse my hair. I've been rained on twice today, and I do not have a hat handy. So this is this is as good as it gets. And I know none of you tune into this podcast, you know, because of uh, because of my hair. So. Uh, <laughs> just, just wanted to give that disclaimer there before we get started, but, uh, the Mavs, they are coming off a, another big win. It's 136 to 124 over the Pelicans on Sunday night in new Orleans. Uh, it was a, uh, offensive clinic as it was in the Clippers game on Friday before they went to new Orleans. And we keep thinking like, man, is this sustainable? I personally think it is because the Mavs are just scoring these points so easily. Uh, And, you know, the defense has been pretty good, too. I mean, the the final scores of these games really don't indicate how much of a blowout, you know, has been has been happening in these last two games. Uh, You know, the Clippers game was a blowout. Uh, The the cleanup crew for the Mavs that came in, they weren't able to really uh, stop anybody. So the score ended up being a lot closer than what it actually was. 
Uh, same thing in this Pelicans game. Final score margin of victory was 12 points, but the Mavs were up by 29 points late in that game, and Luka didn't even play in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, the Pelicans end of the bench guys made a run toward the end of the game, but the Mavs were up by so many, it just it didn't matter. And Luka never had to come back in. So, Mavs, after 10 games, they are 8-2. and two. About as good of a start as you could have hoped for, especially given how last season started. Especially when you consider that, you know, the Mavs just haven't gotten off to that great of starts under Jason Kidd yet. So this is new territory. Uh, we'll see how the how they do, you know, after the twenty game mark or even the thirty game mark. Because you know, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you've heard me say on a couple occasions that under Kidd's first two years. Uh, the Mavs have been under 500 after that 30-game mark each season. So the last two seasons, when game 31 rolls around, uh, the Mavs have been 15 and 16 each time, and they've been trying to make up ground for the rest of the season. So not the case so far this year. Uh, they're winning. They're winning handily. Have they had the you know toughest schedule? No. Uh, have they won all the games they're supposed to win? Yep. Uh, you know, even that Toronto game, they lost at Denver which was understandable. That was the first one I was penciling in as a loss anyway. And then uh, Toronto was the third game in four nights. So, I mean, they still probably should have won that Toronto game. But given the circumstances and the fact that Toronto is a really good defensive team that already is a matchup problem for Luka, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's an understandable loss too. So they've won all the games they've supposed to win. They look good. The chemistry is building with each and every game. Kyrie Irving is in a good place. His shot wasn't falling early on in the season, and he had that foot sprain issue. That's not a problem anymore. His shot's falling now. He had a season-high 35 points on Sunday night in New Orleans. It was crazy to see. Uh, if you didn't know, you know, I'm, every time the Mavs play down in New Orleans, I make it a point to uh, go down there and – Sit as close to the floor as possible. Um, now, obviously, I can't do that for every game, but they only play in New Orleans two times a year. So, you know, I save up and uh, make sure to, you know, have a good time when I go down there. And, I mean, it was incredible to watch what Kyrie did on Sunday night. Luca too. I mean, Luca was on one as well. But, you know, to see Kyrie with the confidence, not just with his shooting, but he also had seven assists. He was setting up Luca. He was setting up Dwight Powell. Uh, he had a nice alley-oop to uh, Josh Green, who had a good game. He bounced back from a couple of duds, and, you know, people were, including myself, we were starting to worry, like, <laughs> is Josh Green going to break out of this funk? And sure enough, he did. But, you know, Kyrie, he was not only torching the Pelicans with his points, his scoring – but he was dicing them up with his assist too. Uh, and Luca was doing the same exact thing. It was a perfect night from that duo. Uh, Kyrie with 35 points, six rebounds, seven assists, also had a block uh, and shot 13 of 20 from the field, seven of 10 from three. And then Luca pitched in with 30 points himself, uh, had four rebounds, nine assists, and a steal, and shot 11 of 18 from the field and four of nine from three. So those two guys did their job. They were great. Uh, you know, you could just feel them pulling the energy out of the uh, the Pelicans arena with every shot that they hit. 
Uh, and there was one sequence that really, like, it, it really just put into perspective how different this year's team is uh, from what we saw last year. Brandon Ingram, he started on the at the top of the key, drove left, got into the paint, went to fade away for like this little easy mid-range shot uh, that he normally hits, and he got blocked by Derrick Lively. And then Kyrie Irving picked up the ball, went coast to coast, and uh, you know pulled up for three before the Pelicans defense could get set and drained it. It was uh, it was a it was a great sequence for the Mavs, uh, and it was something that kind of opened your eyes. Like, okay, the, <laughs> this is different this year. This is something we could uh, really get used to seeing. So, great game overall. Uh, Lively, he ended up shooting four or five from the field, had uh, 10 points and was a plus 13 on the night. Didn't have a big rebounding night. Kind of figured that would be the case going up against Zion and Jonas uh, uh, Valanciunas. But, you know, he – he had a really good game against that front court for the Pelicans as a rookie. So, uh, Grant Williams, I know people will look at him not scoring any points in New Orleans and thinking that he had a bad game. He was 0 for 4 from the field. But his defense in 22 minutes of action was incredible. And the, the box score plus my I know that's a team stat, and that doesn't always correlate with a guy's individual performance. But in this case, I think it did with Grant Williams. Uh, and only in 22 minutes, he was a plus 19. And even though he didn't make a shot, didn't score any points, uh, you know, that's that that makes sense to me why he was a plus 19. He was all over the place. He was doing the dirty work for the Mavs all night long. Um, again, Josh Green, he had a breakout. It wasn't really a breakout performance, but given how just how bad the last couple games were for him, it was kind of a breakout. It was a breakout of the funk performance for Josh Green. He had 13 points off the bench, was a plus 11, shot 5 of 11 overall, 3 of 7 from 3. Uh, also had 3 assists, 2 rebounds, 2 steals. Overall, his defense was incredible. You know, when I was watching last night, uh, you know, I was I was just thinking, this guy is the Tasmanian devil out here <laughs> just causing chaos every single play. Even if he didn't get the steal, he only has 2 steals in the box score, but uh, several deflections. He he disrupted a lot of the actions the, the Pelicans were trying to get into, uh, and it caused problems for them all night long. So shout out to Josh Green. He had a great game. He brought the energy all game long, and it really it really showed. Uh, not just with his points, but you know the overall team defense seemed to be elevated by his his individual performance. So. Uh, Green and Williams were both just amazing on defense last night. Tim Hardaway Jr., he kept his six-man-of-the-year running going. He only shot 414 from the field, but he had uh, 15 points. He had nine rebounds. He was really skying for those rebounds uh, in New Orleans last night. It was great to see. He was fighting. It, it wasn't that that tap-out stuff that we get frustrated with sometimes, uh, you know, that Dwight Powell. Even Dwight Powell, you know, there, there were a few times last night where – uh, he went up and uh, grabbed the rebound, and I, I don't know if that's been a point of emphasis in practice lately, uh, if the coaching staff is tired of seeing those tap-outs, but uh, even he was going up and securing them instead of trying to do the tap-out stuff, so that was good to see. Dwight Powell, he had seven points and ten rebounds. 
uh, off the bench in 18 minutes and was three or four from the field. So overall, really good game. Omax Prosper uh, after Friday, he didn't score a field goal, but he got his first points in the NBA from the free throw line. Uh, went one of two after getting fouled. Well, then Saturday he got sent down to the G League to play for the Legends. Had a solid performance from for the Legends. Uh, and then he got on a plane and went to New Orleans to meet the Mavs to, to play the Pelicans. So it was his third game in three days, and he ended up getting some run off the bench at the end of that game, six minutes, and he did get his uh, first field goal. He finished with four points in those six minutes, and you know it was good to see him uh, kind of get his feet wet there. You can see the potential with Prosper. We've already talked about – you know, his physical attributes and his basketball IQ over the summer. He's got what it takes to be a solid contributor for the Mavs as early as this season. You know, I thought it might be from day one initially. And then, you know, Lively made the big jump from summer league up to training camp and kind of took that spot instead of Prosper. But I still think Prosper can find a way to contribute to this team in a big way over the course of this season. He's just he's too big, he's too strong, and he's too smart not to have an impact at some point. And it's a long season. I mean, we're only 10 games in. This is an 82-game season. Injuries happen. Rest happens for guys at certain points during the year. At some point, they're going to have to give Prosper a little bit more run, whether they want to or not, You know, whether it's too early or not. And you know, I think he's going to end up – making a difference for them at some point. So uh, 6'8", 6'8", wing, big, strong. I mean, there's really nothing – from a prospect standpoint, there's really nothing not to like about Prosper. So I'm excited to see, you know, how he progresses throughout this season. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to when he gets an extended opportunity because I think that, you know, like we, we talk about this all the time, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Potential is great, but you can't realize potential until you actually get playing time in real NBA games. G League play is nice. We get it. You know, Hardy, he he torched the G League last year. But the best way to get better is to play real NBA minutes. So I'm looking forward to when Prosper can do that. And I'm glad Derek Lively has been able to do that from game one. He's been incredible, a godsend for this Mavs team. It's really crazy. It's really crazy. He really is the reincarnation of Tyson Chandler. <laughs> the Mavs could not have asked uh, for a better draft. Uh, and, you know, thank goodness, you know, hey, it, it's such a shame that they tanked those last two games, right? Shame, shame on the Mavs for for tanking two games when other teams tanked two to three months of the season last year, the full season last year. Uh, you know, there was a lot of national media outcry. And, man, I'm just – I'm so ashamed that the Mavs tanked two games and ended up with Derek Lively to pair with uh, Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. <laughs> but, uh, you know, things are looking good for the Mavs right now. They're 8-2, and two, best start in nearly 20 years. Uh, and they don't, they're not going anywhere. They're, they're playing the Pelicans again on Tuesday night. This time it's an in-season tournament matchup. Uh, they're playing on that really dark purple and neon green floor that I'm going to have to shield my eyes from. But um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. They're, they're, Pelicans are, are going to new, new tactics to try and distract the Mavs and get off of the skid they're on. So... Uh, the Mavs, they, I mean, not the Mavs, the Pelicans, they have a lot of injuries right now. They do have Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram healthy. Uh, fun fact, last night in New Orleans was the first night that, you know, I've gone, and I go to all these Mavs-Pelicans games uh, when they play in New Orleans, but last night was the first time I've gone to one of those games where Zion Williamson was actually healthy and played in the game. And, uh, I'll be honest, aside from a couple of dunks, I really wasn't that impressed. I mean, he there the it seems like the Pelicans offensive strategy is just using him as a battering ram and uh, you know, it just treating him more like a football player than anything else. I mean, it, it just uh I don't know. It seems pretty easy to defend once you uh have everybody on board uh, you know, knowing what he's going to do. Like he's going to drive every time he has the ball. He's not going to do anything else, so as long as you have a wall set up, I mean, you're you're probably going to be pretty well off. And, you know, the Pelicans have one of the worst offenses in the league. Uh, we knew that going into that game. I read on my preview on DallasBasketball.com that I expected, uh, you know, the Mavs to outscore the Mavs. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is how tired I am. <laughs> the Mavs outscoring the Mavs. And, look, they might, you know, given how – how on fire they've been, but no, uh, I expected the Mavs to outscore the Pelicans by the end of that game, just because, you know, the, their offense is just so good. They had the second best offense going into, um, going into last night. I'm pulling it up right now because I have a feeling that after last night's performance, following that 144 points against the Clippers and then 136 against the, uh, the Pelicans, I have a feeling that the Mavs have jumped into that top spot over the uh, the Indiana Pacers. Let me see here. So the Mavs are still second in offensive rating to the 
the Indiana Pacers by two tenths of a point. Two tenths of a point. So uh, the Indiana Pacers are 122 offensive rating. The Mavs are right behind them at 121.8. Uh, and then, you know, the rest of the top five is filled out with the Philadelphia 76ers at three, Celtics at four, Denver Nuggets at five. Um, now, look, the <laughs> the defensive rating is not great. The Mavs are 24th in defensive rating. So, uh, you know, not good. But when you can score as many points as they have, as easily as they have, uh, you know, yeah, other teams are going to have a hard time beating them, especially when Luke and Kyrie are playing the way they are. So, uh, good game for the Mavs. A good start to this season. I hope they can continue it uh, on Tuesday. You know, it's, it's kind of bittersweet. I'm excited that they have, you know, played, that they're going to be playing two times in three days in New Orleans. But in a way, I'm kind of sad about it, too, because I'm used to, you know, them playing one of those games earlier in the season, and then they play the second one later on in the season, and it's spaced out a little bit more. So uh, I'm getting my plans together as we speak uh, to uh, go to Dallas and, you know, cover some games there, too, uh, and later on in this season. But uh, for now... We'll just enjoy another Mavs-Pelicans game in New Orleans, and hopefully there's similar results because unless the Pelicans just magically get healthy overnight, I'm not really sure there's going to be different results. And, you know, like I said, they got Zion, they got Brandon Ingram, but, um, you know, they, they've they got several other key guys out. Herb Jones, uh, Jose Alvarado, uh, Trey Murphy third. You know, they just uh, – they've got two minutes. C.J. McCollum, you know, he's a guy that kills the Mavs in fourth quarters, it seems like, every time they play uh, the Mavs. So, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I was very thrilled with that that game. I got to see up close and in person uh, on Sunday, and we'll see if they can uh, run it back and do it again on Tuesday night. But, guys, I appreciate you all coming in and just listening to me rant for a little bit here, uh, about 20 minutes or so. And uh, be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all our favorite, all your favorite podcast platforms and hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, give us a bunch of likes, comments, all that good stuff. And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, put your social media at in there so it'll automatically enter you for a chance to win future giveaways. Uh, and... Be sure to go like our DallasBasketball.com uh, Facebook page as well. We This time last year, and it was before we really got into uh, posting all of our stuff to that Facebook page consistently, we had about 1,800 followers on that page. And now, a year later, we're a little over 15,000. So that has blown up. The YouTube channel has blown up since the offseason season. Uh, and I really can't thank you guys enough for, you know, coming with us on this journey. And I appreciate it. You know, I know, I know some, you know, it's like today it's uh, I'm tired. I haven't, <laughs> I, I haven't had a lot, a lot of sleep. You know, I was sick a few days ago and took a bunch of medicine and slept a bunch and, you know, got over it just in time to go down to new Orleans uh, for that game on Sunday night. My brain is not 
100% there uh, for this one. But, you know, I feel like consistency is is better than just not doing something. So, And I know you guys probably feel the same way. So even when it's not 100%, even when it's not the best of the best each time, you know, consistency is the main thing that I uh, that I'm determined uh, to keep up with this channel. So uh, I appreciate y'all. Be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we will see you next time. I'll be back on here sometime Wednesday, probably early Wednesday morning. We'll have another recap of that second uh, Mavs-Pelicans game. And then I'll probably be on here with my guy, Grant Afseth, later on this week. And if not, uh, depending on his schedule with this four-game road trip, perhaps the first of next week before we get into Thanksgiving. So appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a great one. We'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.